0: And of course, you know the local number, 403-974-8255 to call or to text. And I'm looking for your reaction and feedback to my next guest this half hour because it's an interesting topic. And and only because on the weekend I had a chance to be at the new Northwest Community University District. I was amazed how busy it was, people coming and checking out this community that at this point, it's right by the Children's Hospital, but they're building the community from the ground up. They're including townhomes, condominiums. There's going to be University Avenue. And and this isn't just an ad. What I thought was really interesting was it was Probably the most recent inner city community to be developed in our city. I mean, there was Garrison Woods, but when we hear of new developments in Calgary, it is usually way out in the suburbs. And this ties in nicely with my topic this half hour because there has been plenty of research done showing that suburbs, you don't want to grow old in suburbs, Communities now, they want to use that phrase, aging in place. How can you make sure that... Maybe you're a single, young professional, no kids, you live there. Then you have an option in that same community to maybe buy a a home or a townhome where you can raise your family. And then when those kids go away, you can still stay in that community as opposed to having to uproot yourself and the importance of that to your mental and physical health. Glenn Miller is my guest this half hour, senior associate with the Canadian Urban Institute in Toronto. Glenn, how are you? I'm very well,
1: thank you, Angela. Thanks for having me.
0: More importantly, what's the weather like in Toronto?
1: Well, it's very similar to uh, what I heard on your weather report. It's probably a little below zero at the moment with a little bit of blowing snow.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's not... Well, we're seven. Last week, we had just terrible weather. So I was hearing the Ontario and into New York State and everything else. It was awful. So uh, that's that's not too bad. I think you can handle that. Glenn, we want to talk about the idea of where you live and the impact that has on you as you age. What did your research find when it came to Canadian suburbs?
1: Well, I, I think you summed it up very nicely, Angela. The majority of suburbs that have been built since the Second World War have been built with the car in mind. Uh, it, these places were are excellent for people in their family formation years, and uh, we've grown up with a The current generation has always been able to drive have had that, uh, that that opportunity. What happens as people age, and you mentioned the kids leaving home? A a decade or two later Later. uh, people start to perhaps lose their mobility and for either financial reasons or other reasons um, lose their ability to drive and they find that they're stuck in a place that they can't reach the essential amenities on foot and so they become dependent on people uh, to, to take them places and Uh, In in some circumstances, uh, they can become isolated. So what we're talking about in our research is having a heads up and starting to work at providing more options for people uh, to uh, perhaps relocate, not necessarily stay in the same house, but stay in the same neighborhood and and give people some housing options for uh, when they reach their 50s and early 60s.
0: Glenn, are we seeing a shift? I mentioned this this university district here in Calgary, but are we seeing a shift when it comes to planning communities in Canada from those '50s and '60s suburbs to be more mixed residential, mixed commercial use? Well, uh,
1: excellent question. I, I think it's starting. Uh, it's a it's always a slow pl- place, a, a slow. Um, Uh, thing to turn the ship around, Uh, but the university district that you mentioned, I I know a little bit about that and it's very exciting. And there are a number of places that are taking the same philosophy and taking advantage of a terrific location and starting to build in that mixed use, that walkability, the kind of thing that makes it uh, an area attractive and and vibrant uh, no matter what your age.
0: Now, of course, University District has the luxury of having this big empty field west of the university to be able to, as I said, build a community from the ground up. How do we look at existing communities to see if we can make things more um, age friendly or allowing people to be able to still stay there, not be so dependent on a vehicle?
1: Well, I think one of the things that we can do, we can start to change the way uh, we design our communities, and this, this goes back to the kind of public policies uh, that we have for land use, uh, but... Uh, I think when uh, developers and uh, municipal planners start to collaborate and, and look at opportunities to take, a, say, a, um, a, a strip mall or a, uh, some kind of uh, industrial site that's passed its best before date, uh, not to miss that opportunity, to find ways, uh, like the University District has done, to say, look, we've got a greenfield site here. Uh, But we're not just going to do traditional subdivision. I think one of the inspirations for University District might have been the project at uh, Simon Fraser University at the top of Burnaby Mountain, where they had the opportunity to just do a a plain old subdivision, but some 15 years ago, they started to say, well, why don't we build a place that people can uh, uh, find attractive at all stages of their life course?
0: How important is this to have the the conversation, Glenn, as we look at our aging population? Well,
1: that's an excellent question. I, I think uh, when you talk about what happens when you lose the ability to drive for one reason or another, many of us have... Uh, people in our lives where we're, we're quite familiar with uh, a challenge, you know, where an aging parent is, uh, you're very glad when they finally decide to give up driving because you're getting a little nervous about about them on the road. And uh, so we have to go beyond to uh, the problem of um, identifying a problem and, and come up with solutions. And you can only do that uh, with uh, the kind of collaboration that comes from having a, a conversation, have different people engaged in that conversation.
0: It's funny, Glenn, because I know I've probably got a lot of listeners saying, "Yeah, I always am worried about mom and dad as they get older." And then I think they have to almost take a check and say, "Wait, I'm getting older." I mean, this—we right. know that that there's this big flutter wave of the baby boomers who are going to be into their sixties and seventies if they're not there already. So mm-hmm. at least we're having this conversation now, so it gives cities a chance to say, what are we doing with our land use, and can we be using it more wisely?
1: Yeah, and, and I think Calgary's uh, doing a good job of, of starting to have that conversation. I think one of the things to bear in mind, Angela, is that, uh, you know, we're doing as much as we can in the planning and development world to uh, make transit more available. But for uh, older adults who've probably not been on a bus since they were teenagers or students, um, you know, it's a bit of a shock to uh, to be reliant on, on transit. So uh, our research shows that you can't just say, well, people will take transit if they can't drive, because that takes some some education, and uh, in a lot of places, and I know that there are a lot of communities in Calgary where this applies, uh, the, the densities uh, aren't there to support the, the bus routes mm-hmm. that would uh, provide the kind of service that people need.
0: Yeah, so we have to look at that public transit and also just the attitude that people would have towards public transit as they age. How... How married are we to R1? I, I find, and I, I'm going to raise it after I talk with you because I don't want to have the phone board go wild, but we have a big issue here of uh, a pushback when it comes to secondary suites. And mm-hmm. this has been going on for a number of years. But when you look at different centers, it seems like we're really married. We don't want to let go of the R1s. We do not want to see anything but single-family homes in our neighborhoods.
1: Well, you know, you're right, it's a touchy subject. Uh, We know that uh, some people in Vancouver had a a bit of a nasty surprise when they introduced this idea uh, that seemingly made so much sense. You have to be um, cognizant of of what the community attitudes are, but also uh, I think uh, it's about vested interests. um, one of the things that's going to help change that as people uh, realize the opportunity um, and perhaps the need uh, to, uh, to supplement their, their, um, their, their, their costs of, of living and, and, see, and see the opportunity. There's some places in that university project, as i that I mentioned, where they're building two-story apartments sort of uh, uh, basement flats in the sky, if you like. And what's great about these is that you can buy this uh, condo that has two floors, and you can occupy the whole suite, or you can lock the um, the. the the bottom part off the smaller part and uh, and rent it out to, to somebody a student let 's say mm-hmm. and then twenty years or thirty years later, you can reverse it and occupy that space yourself and and, uh, and uh, lease out the uh, the biggest sp- uh, portion of of the suite. Uh, to uh, to a young family, so building housing that works for more than one stage in uh, in your life is is the kind of, is that's the kind of message uh, that we want to get across.
0: It always comes down to cost, too. Uh, And I think sometimes more attractive neighborhoods or, let's say, ones where older people have raised their family, they tend to be maybe in the inner city sometimes, (laughs) then it it becomes cost prohibitive because we find that your property values are so much higher in the inner city. So is that another thing we also have to look at as we start to say, yeah, this would be great, but still people have to be able to afford to live in those places?
1: well and and I think you 're right it affordability is is a a big problem uh, across the country in in places of of all size and, and w- whether you 're talking the inner city or or even the suburbs and we're yeah. seeing this in the in the bigger cities where the prices in the suburbs are starting to uh, get up there as well um and i, I think the um, the, the uh, addressing it from the supply point of view the more opportunities that there are for people. Uh, to match that with uh, what will be a growing demand. Um, I think that's probably one way to, uh, to, to deal with the affordability. Yeah. But you're absolutely right. Um, the, the cost of, of doing something has to be weighed.
0: Yeah. Okay, before I let you go, have you seen any interesting things when they take older strip malls and turn them into residential or housing for older people? I have.
1: Um, there's there's one place um, in uh, in Toronto where uh, this particular site uh, is built in a suburb called Don Mills that has probably one of the poster childs for you know uh, quintessential suburban development, and this uh, retail site has gone through three different lives and its current one its latest is uh, it's been rebuilt as an open uh, shopping centre with a a street uh, grid, kind of like just a regular shopping street, Mm -hmm. and they're building in condos uh, around it. So the people who have been living in the single-family housing in the, in the general area are, are moving into these condos and it meets their, their needs from all the things we were talking about with walkability and living in a place that's, that's interesting. But it also provides uh, customers for, for the retail stores. So, you know, yeah. we, we, we talk about the housing and the transportation, but we have to think about all of the amenities and the, the economics of what makes those stores viable.
0: I like it. And we're seeing similar developments here in Calgary as well, trying to plan it right near transit and having a bit of a retail as well as the condominiums. But that's great. Glenn, thanks so much for talking with us today.
1: You're very welcome. Thank
0: you. All right. Glenn Miller, he's the senior associate with the Canadian Urban Institute in Toronto. Want to take a break, but I want to hear from you 403 974 8255. A couple of ways we can go with this conversation. I'm curious. Are you going to be able to age in place where you are right now? Is it going to be the place that you're going to, you know, I always say the next place is the funeral home. Although, you know, I'm not supposed to be talking about death for the next six months. So I shouldn't even have mentioned that. So I I'm curious, are you in a neighborhood where even if you couldn't drive anymore, would you still be able to get around? Would you still feel like you are having a a social connection as well? All those things you have to take into consideration, as we age 403-974-8255 the number to call and text back with your thoughts after this calgary today with angela cocott weekdays at three on news talk 770 calgary